Introducing new Moth Be Gone. Welcome back to WETT The Splash, the home of all your naughty little secrets. We are live from the scene of the accident, and the death toll has climbed to a staggering rate. Welcome back. We are here again, and we have a very special guest for you. Sexy Jesus, uh, returning guest, one of the favorite episode. If uh, you know all, all the older episodes pre Mike, you know when he was still here, are gone. Unfortunately, they're in a vault. Uh, but to those who got to listen to the Casual Counters episode, it was a really fun time, and you guys know this is gonna be a great episode. Uh, before we get into it, Black Tie CBD promo code Thick One ten percent off. You know you need CBD for something. All right, here's the thing. If you're a stoner like me, I get it. I get it. You're high all day. You're smoking enough. You're like, what am I going to get from CBD I'm not getting from my pot? Look, you're right, all right? I'm upset about it, too, because, like, I, I'm always skeptical when I take CBD when I'm smoking pot because, it's, to me, it's like, it's like a, what's the word? It's like a placebo almost because you're not getting that physical feeling of anything. But in reality, it's actually super fucking good for you. You should, probably shouldn't be smoking pot all day anyway. Smoke pot half the day. Smoke CBD in the mornings so you can so you don't have a nap at noon. Fucking, I don't know. And if you're not smoking pot, if you can't smoke pot anymore, CBD's awesome for you, you know, because it still gives you everything else that pot was giving you, you know, anti-inflammatory, anti-anxiety. Uh, for people with muscular dystrophy, it goes a long fucking way. Uh for, for a lot of, honestly, if something's wrong with you, which there is, CBD's probably good for you. So, thick one, 10% off. There you go. There's your legit ad read. Uh, eat nut sex. All right? Yahweh be with you. <laughs> so, all right, man. So, hey, I'm excited to see you. Thanks, thanks for coming on, bro. Yeah, thanks for having me back on. So, we were talking right before uh, I, we sat down about, like, how kind of, like, it was easy to avoid COVID for us in specific because we weren't going out like crazy like uh for me i, I was saying like uh the only thing i don't didn't get to do to covid that i was already doing was uh going to the movies alone and the thing is is like uh remember have you seen the movie pineapple express yes all right so when pineapple express came out uh me and my buddy mark and my buddy tristan were supposed to go to the movie theaters to go see it but last minute they both had to like bail for something and uh, i had walked to the movie theater so, like, it was just like, well, I'm fucking here. I have money to see this movie. I want to see it. And I saw it alone. And, like, there's, like, this great feeling if you go to the movies alone, especially for something you want to see because uh, you hear Milo singing out here. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's part of the show. But uh, uh, the thing is, like, if you go to a movie you really want to see, like, and you bring somebody with you, like, you're kind of, like, looking at them, making sure they're watching. Like, something funny happens, you laugh. You want to see that they laughed. You know what I'm saying? Like... Uh, and so when you go alone, you get to really just like focus on it. You get to laugh like without thinking about anybody else More or what the moment. Yeah. You don't have to worry about like, like, let's say there's like a racist or a sexist joke you thought was funny, but the person that you would have been with <laughs> definitely would not have thought that was funny. So you can't just like all out laugh. It's fucking uh, now you're by yourself, bro. It doesn't matter. You can <laughs> cackle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And, like, I don't, I don't know, have you ever been in a movie theater where, like, a dude just does, like, an all-out cackle? 
before. Yeah, so yeah. Just a bust out laugh, just yeah. clearly by himself, laughing as hard as he can. It's such a great feeling. And it's and if it's not me, it's still funny to hear. Like, <laughs> like, like uh, I think I was like uh, fifteen, and like there was like a we were at the theaters. There was a movie trailer for like some thriller movie, and uh, there was a jump scare where a chick gets like stabbed, and the whole theater. This was like a, a I think this was like a midnight premiere, so um, we're talking every seat it's is full. full. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And like this jump scare, the whole crowd goes, <gasps> and one dude was just. Ha ha ha! ha. <laughs> as hard as he could, just laughing, dude, and the whole theater started cracking up. Uh, it was fucking awesome, man. But uh, yeah, it's the only thing I really miss. Was uh, I liked going to the theater alone because of that one experience. I learned to going alone Enjoy wasn't it. a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like every now and then, like off work, I'd get off work at like eight, and I'd just drive down Pleasant Hill, go Century real quick, and just like. Have you been to the new ones? In, uh, the by Whole Foods, I think. The veranda. The luxury one. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've been there. I've been there. What you, yeah, what, I was about to say. What do you think about those? You gone to them oh, a few times? I I stopped going to the movies um, around the time torrenting got big because I got really into torrenting and then later okay. streaming. But recently, I went to that movie theater after not going at least ten years, and oh man. I would go for that. Yeah. Just for that experience. It's very nice. Did you do the like full service? Like you hit the call button and brought yeah. people. Okay. So for the listeners, like this is the kind of movie theater where the seats have buttons in them and you can call people and there's a menu to come take your order for like drinks and food. And yep. They're bougie. All, yeah. All the seats <laughs> are like super nice luxury recliners and uh, all, also spaced out enough to where, you know, you're not smushing through people or like putting your knees in someone's back it's probably like 20 people max in there yeah yeah, yeah. and nice. yeah and the waiters aren't getting in the way yeah you know it's like they're not like you're not like trying to move around so it is pretty cool at yeah. first i was super skeptical i was like i don't know i don't want some a bunch of assholes running around <laughs> ordering food being getting drunk getting loud it's like it's a movie theater but no it's fun it's a really fun time yeah hell yeah man it's good day night <laughs> yeah definitely all right so um I got some things that, oh, okay, so a thing that we do in the show, obviously in the beginning is we start with the Discord. Uh, we got some voicemails here from last week. Uh, I think I've got a few. So I let people, what I let them do is like if when I'm telling like a story or I have like some hard opinion where I take a hard stance on something and somebody wants to like, you know, say something back, uh, they can send me a voicemail. Best way to do it is through Instagram, I'd say. You know, uh, you just hit the fucking audio recorder on your phone and speak into it and send me something so i've got a couple this week uh the first one i've got is from uh kelly who's a great supporter of the show i was thinking about when you guys were talking about x-rays at the dentist if you were to put a flashlight in your mouth you can see the light real quick so last episode we were talking about how sketchy it was that in an x-ray when you go to like the doctor's office that they had to put this like lead fucking kilt over your dick and balls and that the guy has to retreat to his own like separate office to take the thing and we were talking about like how crazy those radioactive waves must be but how in a dentist office they're like standing right next to you so let's continue to some capacity through your cheeks. So I would imagine that the dentist x-ray needs 
far less power of whatever sort that it is um, to just see your teeth. Because that's, that's all you're getting an x-ray of. But when you're, like, trying to take an x-ray of a fucking femur, you got some thick quads and, like, strong, big muscle tissue. Thank you, Kelly. That you have to go through in She's order right. to get to that bone to take a picture. I have great legs. So my guess is that maybe you just need less power no. to see those teeth because your cheeks are just, like, a very thin layer of skin that they have to get through. Just a thought. Yeah, that makes sense to me, right? Because... Yeah, that's true. Like, you don't really have a bunch of muscles in your face. It's also smaller. Yeah, yeah, So I guess that's why, like, the, the little, like, dental assistant doesn't have to, like, run away when they're taking the, <laughs> the picture. But I'm sure they're still, like, probably taking it a little bit. Right? Uh, it's got to be some danger to it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't know. It's just one of those things where I guess everything radiates us to a certain extent. Do you remember the old cartoons where they had the big old rubber gloves? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. And then... uh. Yeah, okay, so yeah, so last week, like I was saying last week, we were talking about x-rays. Yeah, I think she's right. Uh, I think uh, it probably just takes way fucking less power for the x-ray to to get your mouth. All right, all right, so now this one, we've got two here, and uh, they look pretty fucking long. And they're both from The Shine, actually. Mike, Mike sent these ones in, so let's see what we got here. Okay, so you're wrong about a couple things. First of all, Scottsdale, Arizona, people fucking love it. Uh, first of all, you have spring training. Everybody loves bat, uh, baseball, spring training. It's a, it's really? Everybody loves baseball, spring training? All right, this guy. So last week I was shitting on Scottsdale because uh, because it was, a, it was a prize and the price is right in jeopardy. Going to Scottsdale, Arizona. <laughs> yeah, dude. I was like, you really you're going to bid hard on this fucking trip to Scottsdale. So Mike, okay, so Mike apparently... Has some has some retort about the the great city of Scottsdale. What else has he got? It's a big party, and then you also got uh, ASU's out there, man. I mean, I don't know if that's in Scottsdale or not, but just home of HIV, <laughs> ASU, man, home of the acronyms. They got the AIDS, the A H I V, the fucking. They got the college degrees. He's got a point. I've always wanted syphilis. <laughs> Badass college bitches, um, badass parties, you know, everybody's fit as hell, everybody's a 9 out of 10. What is this? It's like, Arizona in general, yeah, sounds like it sucks, but Scottsdale seems like the fucking spot to be. You know what? He brought it back around with at least shitting on Arizona. Up here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's too hot out there. I don't, I just, uh, yeah, I don't like it. Most of my, to be fair, most of my experiences of Arizona, I've got two things that sway my opinions. One... Uh, most of my family's in Colorado and New Mexico, so Arizona's always just been something that I've had to drive across, <laughs> and and it's just a nightmarishly straight line through the desert, where like no gas stations, and if you run your AC and your car is old, you might break <laughs> down and maybe fucking die out there. Yeah, so about right. yeah, and then two, I had like one family member that lived out there, and that guy's a dick. So like, I just assume everybody else out there is terrible. <laughs> all right so we got a second one from him actually and uh i, I wonder okay all right let's see what he's got okay you uncultured swine what the fuck? portland maine <laughs> okay well portland maine was one of the other prizes all right so clearly he's still upset about the jeopardy thing all right uncultured swine is kind of rough <laughs> all right 
place to fucking go. First of all, it's second only to San Francisco in restaurants per capita. There's plenty of uh, historic landmarks there. Uh, and then, by the way, yeah, the winters are cold, but in the summertime, for three months out of the year, it's 75 to 80 degrees in perfect weather. And a lot of people go there for beachfront stuff, go to the beaches, get beach houses, uh, a lot of water sports, things of that nature. Also, need I mention lobster, dog, Maine lobster. That's why you go to fucking Maine, is for the food and the scenery. What are you talking about? all right all right okay so uh i mean he threw water sports in there he's clearly just trying to stack things up to get an argument across like what is this you straw manning bro what is this (laughs) florida's got good water i don't know about maine (laughs) the 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 picture that they showed for like the main portland experience was like a summertime no it was like a dock with a bunch of boats like sailboats so i imagine sailing uh, restaurants per capita. I you mean, like seafood. I guess. Yeah. It, I I could almost argue. I, I would want to see that San Francisco. Small, That's what I'm wondering. I think San Francisco might be the same size as Maine. Oh, uh, I see what you're saying. Because I I'd like to know. Like I bet I wonder. Because San Francisco is a pretty decent size, and Maine seems pretty fucking small. But globes are tricky. Yeah. Right? Like, have you ever seen that thing where, like, they show you what size countries actually are? Yeah, compared to how they do it on the globe. Yeah, and Africa's, like, 40 times the size of the U.S. and, like, all sorts of crazy shit like that. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, Maine, they make it look like it's pretty damn small. Yeah. But, uh, well, shit. All right. Well, uh, clearly I know nothing about these these towns. I do like lobster. Uh, That's always a good time. Not big on seafood. Uh, To me, lobster is just like a really good butter delivery system. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm here for. It's it's like you get to just eat butter and feel fancy. And if you think about it, actually, that's what fancy food is. It's just butter. Butter. It's butter. Right? It's like, you know, we'll take an animal that we didn't torture and then we'll cook it in a lot of butter and now that's $130 for this plate please just add like, the butter just butter it's butter man you know and it's not torturing the animal that's funny i think that goes a long way i think uh it's kosher yeah it's kosher <laughs> exactly it's cruelty free you know what i'm saying people feel bad about eating animals yeah i feel bad about torturing them i don't necessarily feel bad about eating them like yeah. I, all right i've seen I watched that. There's like a documentary on Netflix. I forgot what it's called, but it it was a, a one about going vegan and in sports. So they had like a bodybuilder that was a oh, vegan. Yeah. And, uh, I think it was called Game Changers, yeah. actually. Yeah. And uh, it, it convinced me for a minute I wanted to go vegan. <laughs> for like 30 seconds, I was like, all right, maybe I should go vegan. Like clearly you could survive as long as you're willing to do these other things. And then I went down to a, a vitamin shop. To pick up some like protein powder that wasn't whey protein because that's a uh, animal fat and uh the guy just like gave me this crazy fucking long lecture he was clearly over it he must <laughs> he must have been fucking like getting everybody coming in that week because they saw that documentary asking for, it. asking for fucking vegan protein powder and yeah he just gave me he just he did not like it he used me as a target he's, <laughs> he's like you know what i'm taking out weeks of frustration on this fat guy right now like how dare you just eat the fucking the, just work out don't worry about what protein powder you're putting in your fucking body you walrus why don't you just take a walk and then start worrying about supplements like oh, it man. was fucking awesome that guy was great honestly yeah, I can't do vegan no <laughs> my sister's a raw vegan oh so does that <laughs> 
What is raw vegan? Does that mean Dude, no like Oreos and shit? Anything. They don't cook anything. Oh, okay, that yeah, means the food has to be raw. Yeah. Because I think some vegans are bullshit. It's extreme lifestyle. <laughs> well, it's like, well, not only that, but it's like sometimes it's like, like, uh, you know, Oreos. Oreos are vegan. Yeah. Because no animal. Anymore. Yeah. And then there's just some like cunt who thinks she's, they're healthy and French saving the world. Vegan. Well, vegan doesn't mean healthy, it just means not, no animal product but, or, but, in, like, but the stigma always comes with that it's healthy. healthy. It's like it's right? attached to yeah. it. Like you think no. vegan. You and can have then French fries all day and be vegan. Yeah. But, but then people, <laughs> people who are definitely eating unhealthy but are vegan are still standing on the platform that they're, they're healthier vegan. than everybody. Morally healthy is what they're going for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just like, well, I'm vegan. You're eating meat. It's like you're eating fucking Nutter Butters. Forgetting that the plastic wrapping is made from petroleum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like plastic. You know what's really an issue is the makeup industry. Yeah. And the fashion industry. The fashion industry, I heard, is the number three uh, highest pollutant in the world. And they test it on animals a lot of times. Yeah. Well, okay, now they're doing We talked about this a few weeks ago. They're uh, They're making those half monkey hybrids. Have you seen that? So the in labs, they're they're mixing human and monkey DNA to try to make halvesies to make these like weird fusions to do lab experiments on. So morally, we can like look the other way about torturing things more. Because it's like, all right, all right, hear hear me out. We could probably get a lot done if we could start cutting people's heads off and exploring their brains and shit like that, or. Like, without any moral delay, feeding people drugs and doing experiments on them. But we'll never, I don't think, we, we can't disconnect. And those who can disconnect, we're going to look at as evil. <laughs> yeah, you know what dangerous. I'm saying? Like when, like, when you think scientists that can disconnect an experiment, you think Russian and Nazi scientists that were, like, cutting twins in half and shit like that. And it's like, they were getting a lot done. You know what I'm saying? Like, the Germans were always, like, weirdly far ahead of everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you look up, like, a car from Germany in, the, like, oh, the yeah. 20s versus a car from America in the 20s, theirs look like fucking, <laughs> like, they were in a different league of their own. So, they were getting a lot done, but they had to detach morally from experimenting on humans. Yeah. Uh, and that's hard for us to do, especially in America, because everybody's special. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, now they want to fucking play God and make this weird gray line where it's, like, a half monkey half human thing that they can just like you know on. tase it and give it nicotine and see what happens and shit like that you know like they do mice <laughs> yeah it's so weird it's fucking uh it's like how do you how do you feel about that like what do you think about oh, man the world's a fucked up place <laughs> it is a fucked up place up. they're just finding new reasons to fuck shit up every day yeah well also i think there's like a there's a tribe in africa where their the the people's heads are significantly smaller in proportion, and uh, they they're like I forgot they're like they're like mocked and like laughed upon by the other Africans because they look Different. like hilarious almost <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it's fucked up like uh, so so yeah I mean like I don't know man like here's my thing right here here's the line you shouldn't torture a person. At the same time, there's a lot of fucking people. There's a lot of really bad people. Yeah. There are people who have clearly proven to be actually evil that are beyond re rehabilitation. If they're willing to let us do it, then I think it should be fine to morally look past it. If they're willing. Like, let's say you had this guy who was like, 
a triple murderer baby rapist who set fire to an orphanage, right? And he's got death sentence. There's no coming back for this guy. I made him the evilest person on the world, <laughs> all right? No coming back. We can't. There's no woke army for this argument, all right? Now, let's say we had this guy, you know, and uh, we offer him. It's like, look, man, you're fucked anyway, all right? We'll make your time on death row much better if you will contribute to society by just letting us do experiments. And you might fucking die. But here's the thing. We're going to kill you either way because he's on death row. So it's like, do you want to like stretch out pushing the court system, maybe survive another 10, 15 years through appeals and live on death row, knowing that no matter what, you're dying. This is over for you. Or... Maybe stretch out five years, but like you have, you just have it way better. It almost doesn't even feel like prison. Like maybe they put you like in a house, <laughs> but there's guards. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you get your own house. You're free to do things. There's cameras hidden in the house. Uh, maybe there's no knives or sharp things, but we let you have your life again. But you're also, you know, you're open to any trial experiment. Sounds like it would be good for pay-per-view. <laughs> Who pays for it, though? Who pays for what? The experiments to be for, done? Yeah, the housing, the, the luxurious oh, well, life. <laughs> we're already fucking doing that anyway, bro. How many prisoners we got? That's true. But, I mean, it's for science. So, I mean, we just got to get the grant. Sounds more like for pay-per-view. <laughs> All you need is one house. The guy's going to die eventually, you know? Then you just put the next you put the next guy in there. You use them for a closed home or something. Yeah, 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 yeah dude. I've actually heard, uh, I don't remember where I heard it, but. There's something about, like, you know, the city of Martinez. It's not, yeah. not that far from here. Yeah, it's where I grew up. So, okay, so, like, there was, like, the you know how there's tons of abandoned houses yeah. all over the city? <laughs> so, apparently what happened was, was that there was, like, this this weird swap up with, like, this bank that went under or something like that. So, uh, all of these, like, real estate is owned by banks that don't know that they owned them. Right? So, Okay. I know that sounded super confusing because I was confused when I heard it. It was kind of like, it sounded to me like what happened was that there was a bank that was giving out tons of loans, right? And then for people to buy houses or something like that. And then that bank went under and then it got bought by other banks, but all these people didn't own their houses and they couldn't afford to pay for them anymore. So they had to get evicted or whatever. But then nobody really knew who was holding the titles to these houses and that's why nobody was filling them up after they were getting left. So essentially, Martinez is just full of houses that will probably never be occupied because nobody knows who owns them. Huh. So why can't we just use something like that? You know, find the houses first, I guess. Well, yeah, but I'm sure. <laughs> but I'm sure that's happened probably all over the world because there was that big whatever economy shit that happened in 2008. I was in high school. I didn't really. Poor Martinez, have you been there recently? I go there from time to time. Were you there like maybe 10 years ago? How, how different it looked? How different was it from 10 years ago oh, from today? Man. Now it, lo- it reminds me of downtown Pleasant Hill. Um, in a good way in the fact that it's kind of more popping? Oh, it's definitely more popping. Yeah. I mean, that's and that's good. Because there's just like there's a bar scene there oh, now. So right by the water. Yeah, there's so much stuff going on. Before, all those stores were antiques and there was nothing but homeless people hanging out. That's what I would imagine. Young teenagers that are bored yes okay when you say 10 years ago now i think about yeah i was like i was there's like nothing going on there i was 18 and we would go to the pier all the time to smoke weed and there'd be homeless people fucking everywhere (laughs) that's all there was to do yeah there's just tweakers walking about the city the city would always be closed yeah because everything was antique shop there's nothing to do so the town was closed at 9 p.m and there was just tweakers walking around yeah okay it sucks that i miss that 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's chiller. Like when you're yeah. used to the tweakers and drug addicts, like it's really not an issue. It's now every time I go down there, it's like, whoa, it's so popping. It's like, wow, do, are these people even from here? Like, it's yeah, probably so not. It's yeah, yeah, crazy. Yeah. They're probably from like one or two towns over. <laughs> It's crazy. Yeah. It's good for the town, I guess. You know, it's good. Yeah, definitely, it's, it's good for the town. You can't stop progress. It is bummer though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I feel bad for like Austin and Texas. Oh, dude. Because yeah. they just got like this flood of all of like Californians and New Yorkers and everybody because it got blown up. And like, can you imagine if you were a dude that was like, was like sixty and you were born and raised in Austin? Mm. Like, this must bum you the fuck out. <laughs> See how changed it is, yeah. Yeah, just because even if the change is for good or bad, it's change, and that scares a lot of people. That makes them sad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but happy topics. I had two <laughs> things that happened that were related to me this week. We got to get into, and then we're gonna talk about some swinger stuff. <laughs> All right. All right. I got bulldogged by this autistic kid at the batting cages the other day. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, dude. Yeah. So I'm at the batting cages. It's me and Thomas, right? And uh. I'm out there. I'm just hitting like the medium baseball pitch. You know what I'm saying? I'm not good at that shit. So uh, I'm, you know, I'm out there. I'm getting, all, I'm doing all right. And this little kid walks up and he's like watching me from outside the cage. So now the pressure's on. Like I'm an adult. He's a child. I can't miss. So like I'm doing all right. You know, I'm hitting, I'm hitting everything. They're not all great, but I'm hitting every, I'm making contact. He sees the little light come off. The last pitch is here. And he immediately walks over to the cage and starts to try to open it. But he can't fucking get it open. So now he's using the butt of his bat. Uh, and he's holding it with both hands. And he's like shimming. He's like hitting it upwards. Trying to hit the latch on the gate to get it open. And I'm on the other side. Like I guess I guess my fucking turn's over. So I walk over to him. To the door. I open the door for him. And he just walks right past me. And starts hitting the little thingy with his bat. Getting ready for a swing. And then as soon as I left the cage and closed the door. He fucking put his coin in, did his 20 pitches, never said a word. Missed all 20 shots. All 20. Took the cage. Just bulldogged us, dude. He just fucking stared me down. He gave me the glaze, bro. I know the fucking glaze, bro. I know when, an autist, I, when I see one. You know what I'm saying? Like, It's like when you, the thing, like, it's like with the autistic, it's like when you're looking into the eyes of a dog and you know it's not looking back. You know what I'm saying? Like they just look through you. So I looked at him and he was just looking through me, bro. It was time. It was his turn. <laughs> he was on a and mission. He wasn't gonna argue with an adult. It was his turn. He was in the right, and it was time to go. That's awesome, bro. I, was, bro, I never. I was just. I was cool with it. I was like, whatever. And then Dad comes by, right? Dad walks by, and he's wearing the fucking Disney hat. You know what I'm saying? He's got the dad hat. It's beige, but it's got like you know little Disney characters like sewn in on patches. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he's clearly. You know, we got shirt tucked into the cargo pants. We got glasses. You know what I'm saying? This guy, he, he looks like he likes to, you know, he's very friendly, but then he also maybe sits on the couch at night and yells at Fox News or something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but so he comes up and he watches the his son do his turns and then come out and leave the cage. Never acknowledged me or Thomas or the fact that, like, his son just walked up and just took the cage or anything. Like, he was just like, it's just like, this is how things roll. And that was like some of the most baller shit I've ever seen. Like, I was like, Thomas, I was guys. like, we just got, we just got punked. <laughs> we just got punked by this father-son duo. That's awesome. this, <laughs> this autistic father-son duo. Now, the second story, uh, also related, different day. Yesterday, I'm, uh, I deliver pizzas. 
No, right on. Yeah, for a company we call Gagurgan Spoigles because it's a really big company, so I'm not going to say the name of it because of everything we talk about. But uh, so I'm at the, I call these people. It's a Section 8 complex, so it's locked. I'm out front. And uh, I'm waiting out front for the guy to come out. And I hear somebody behind me go, do you need help uh, getting in? And I, t- I look back, and there's a guy with six Down syndrome people that he's hurting into this complex. And I would just, I would look down, I was like, I will follow you anywhere <laughs> you want to go. And he, so I fucking, I joined the cousins, and I fucking, I jumped in line with him, bro, like a goose. And, and I walked to the guy. Yeah, I walked in the group of Down syndrome guys with the pizza to the to the person with the uh, with the pizza dude, and it was like just this older Mexican lady, and she looked so confused. <laughs> she, <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, dude. She just sees like this swarm of just like a bunch of dudes that look very much alike, and uh, and then wow. I just pop out the back of the herd with a fucking pizza. <laughs> I should have just kept on to the group after i gave it to her <laughs> like guys wait up <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. ran back did like a penguin shuffle run <laughs> i thought that i just i had to tell the story on the show because i was just so happy just being one of them you know what i'm saying like you were you were saying that you worked in um mental health before yeah, yeah it was schizophrenics yeah, yeah yeah what's that like it's a trip. It's never a dull moment. You get, That's for sure. It's like hanging out with, uh, since I, d- I only dealt with men, it's like hanging out with men uh, well above their 50s and 60s that act like 15-year-old boys. And occasionally want to square up and stuff, I'd imagine, too, um, right? If they're well medicated and they're taking their meds, they aren't violent. They're very docile. But when they stop taking their meds or things like that, that's when you start to see little behavior problems act up. Would, it, would, it, would there be, like, signs of them not taking their oh, meds? Oh, yeah. Would it would like this be like a gradual thing where yes. like you're like okay it's every day it gets worse you notice okay they're definitely off their meds because it's gotten a little worse from going from talking to things that aren't there to touching things that aren't there to moving things to weird places to your body contorting and things that's like a really bad end where, where you're, the meds you've got you're not taking them so it's like I've seen people contort themselves and like shove themselves in between doorways and the hall all contorted and you, you can't like get them up because they're all frozen stiff whoa and it's just their meds they didn't take them and so they were having weird like seizures now how does that work are they just are they just like hiding them or are they just throwing them they, away or uh, something spit them out they'll cheek them sometimes uh. um they'll spit them out it's it's not really like in prison or jail where they they trade them with other people mm. here they they're all on meds is that a thing <laughs> that's going on in prison oh, yeah dude, they, i was so surprised i like my mom watches a lot of these prison shows and i'm sitting there watching the, these guys cheek their meds and i'm telling her oh yeah look they're cheeking them this and that but there they do it so they could sell their meds to other uh inmates and stuff so they can get all Cigarettes, and yeah. yeah, whatever. Or they get buzzed off of uh, antipsychotics. Oh, it's, yeah. Huh. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, whatever gets you through it, I guess. It's the only thing they have access to. Yeah. But the clients normally don't want to be on that, so they they t- they cheek them so they they could be more in tune with their voices, I guess, and hear them. And a lot of times, their voices tell them, "Don't take the meds; they're bad for you." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you think there's like also like maybe a pride issue involved? With the meds, no, they're so um, they are so gone. Loopy, yeah. yeah, they're yeah. not very uh, coherent or sharp. So it's more that they're off in their own world. Okay, they want to be buzzed, and a lot of times when they're not on their meds, they get a buzz because I, I don't know. Oh, uh, probably because <laughs> of withdrawals, yeah. right? Cause and they are on on caffeine all night. A lot of times yeah. they want to be all, all buzzed. And because like you're fucking when you're fucking with your brain chemistry, I'm sure when you're not fucking with it, it's still being fucked with. Yep. Uh, 
Damn, that's interesting. Because like where my head goes to when I think of like cheeking uh, would be like my own pride of being like, I don't fucking need these. There's nothing wrong with me. Like, but it seemed, but for what, but your perspective, and I didn't even think about that is like, yeah, man, they're not thinking about that. They're thinking about like, (laughs) they're talking to three different people right now with their fucking eyes closed. Yes. Or they're paranoid and suspicious of you. And I've never gotten anyone where it's been pride so much as I have heard people say that, yeah, they don't need it. They're not crazy. Yeah. But it was more of a denial thing. Like, <laughs> Well, sometimes maybe they don't. I have a weird story for you. Like, mm-hmm. this, is, this is a really strange thing. So I grew up around these, this group of kids, right? And uh, it was three brothers, Mark, uh, Michael, and Donald. They were all varied in age. But the youngest, Mark, he was a couple years older than me. I met these guys when I was four. I think he was like seven. Uh, he was always in and out of mental institutions. By the time we were teenagers, he had already been there double digits. We're talking like, you know, we're talking like he would come home from school after a bad day. And then he would like respond by breaking uh, a window in his room and then like cutting up his arms and like cutting off teddy bear heads. Like, he was definitely in a very advanced case of whatever was going wrong with him. And so, like, the ambulance would come, and, like, this happened multiple times. I'd get off the school bus, and I'd be walking home, not from school. Well, I'd get off the county bus from school. School buses drop you off at the house. I was getting dropped off at the fucking train station, BART. So I'd get dropped off at the BART station. I'd be walking home, and, like, multiple times he'd be sitting there, arms covered in blood in the driveway, ambulance out front. He's the only person out there because everybody's inside talking to the parents before they take him off again to the mental hospital. Because at this point, there's not even panic about it. This guy's gone in and out so many times. Nobody's freaking out. He's fucking just cut his wrist like six times up and down with a big piece of glass. Not a fucking, nobody's heart rate went up because of how often it was. And it was interesting because like they would keep diagnosing him with different things. And putting him on different things. Zoloft, Thorazine. Uh, Ooh, Thorazine. A lot of Thorazine. Uh, uh, what are the other ones? There was like the big name crazy person Klonopin. pills. Clonopin for sure. Yes. Uh, and like he would just, every time he would go, he would come back with a different drug. And nothing would ever change. And then by the time he was 18, uh, he went in again to get like a, to see like a psychiatrist. And they told him that everything so far that they had diagnosed him with was incorrect. So this guy went through his entire childhood in and out of mental hospitals, taking like this crazy different array of drugs and diagnoses, never got better. Nobody was ever right. So in some sense, I could see where the paranoia would build if you were in there and you think that the doctors are wrong because there's a chance they are. Yeah. Now, I'm not a fucking doctor, <laughs> neither is that crazy motherfucker, and I'm sure the doctor's got a better guess than I do on what's wrong, but they could be wrong, oh, yes. so that's terrifying. They're wrong a lot of yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, Almost nothing in this life is certain. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So, like, the, yeah, so, yeah, I imagine they're fucking terrified. That's crazy. Yeah. I wouldn't, like, uh, and, like, I wonder what, like, how many people have ended up in a situation like that. A lot. That just had, like, a bad day. A lot. Yeah? Lot. Like, can you imagine, like... Let's say worst day happens, right? Uh, wife breaks up with you. You get into a car accident on the way to make up with her. Fucking, uh, and then the kid dies in the car accident. And then the boss calls you to chew you out. He doesn't know what happened, but you fucked up at work the other day. 
he calls you out to chew you out and fires you. And then as all of this is happening at once, some guy fucking honks the horn, laughs, and throws the soda at you. So you decide to punch the paramedic as hard as you can. And now you're in a mental hospital. That guy's not crazy. He just had the worst possible thing that could ever happen to have happened. And now he's here. Now he's on like this big thing of meds because he wasn't maybe even listened to. They just looked at this one situation and they were like, yeah, no, you're crazy. Here you go. Yeah, they do yeah. that. They'll give you meds and it just see how that works, how that does. And if it works, okay. If not, okay, let's try something else. Yeah. I've heard, uh, and you would, I, I don't know too much about this. I heard that there was like a thing where homeless people are a lot of them because they used to just arrest homeless people, but now instead they'll try to just put them into like psychiatric wards. Uh, conservatorship, they call it. That's where a lot of our clients were conserved, where the state is now your guardian. Yeah. And with that, they can, they, they're your parent. They tell you exactly where to go, where you live, what meds you have to take, and you yeah. have no say ever again. And you might not necessarily have even been like really psychologically damaged. It's just because you were homeless and there was they like have this to go through uh, the court system to to be conserved, but okay. by being by being homeless, that's yeah. And if you've got mental illness, they'll try to get you connected to services. But once you've been conserved, that means you're on the extreme end. That where it's like, okay, now you need somebody to be taking control of you. Yeah, and then there's stuff uh, between. That's, part of that feels bad, but at the same time, if he was kind of a homeless crazy person, that's probably a really good thing. It's yeah. At least that was probably the intent when they set it up was that it was a good thing. But then, like, I, you've worked in those places. I've visited those places just delivering pizzas and stuff and seeing my buddy when we were kids. And there's not a fucking happy soul in sight. That's for damn sure. I used to love delivering pizzas, man. I used yeah. to work for Mountain Mike's best job I ever had. Hey, it's a fun pizzas. job, dude. Oh, my God. It's, it's fun. It, it, you know, like... It, uh, it pays me enough to do what I want to do. I get to do this. Uh, I'm going to be starting a couple other shows here soon as well. Uh, so a lot of podcasting. I get to do stand-up. like, And uh, lots of stories. Fun things oh, always yeah. happening. Crazy shit's always happening. Like, It's a fun job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love delivering pizzas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how long did you do it for? Oh, two, maybe three years tops. I was just out of high school. And while I was going to school to mm -hmm. be a CNA, I did that. After that, I started working in the mental health field. And boy, do I wish I could go back to that. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've I've had like a lot of coworkers like over time like leave and then just end up coming back. Yeah, because they're just like, yeah, like that was cool, but it either was the same money or not much more to be miserable when I could yeah. just fuck off and deliver pizzas all day. Plus, you get to be active. You're moving around all day. I was yeah. way more fit when I was delivering pizzas. My my phone does this thing where it's like after um, an hour of being active, of it just being in my ass pocket and feeling that I'm walking around, it'll give me like a little thing that's like, hey, congrats, you were active for <laughs> 60 minutes. Every shift, I at least get that shit. So That's good. Yeah, so you know, I mean, like it's not your only workout, but it is moving around. Yeah. It's like mailman yeah. or male people, yep. I guess. Constantly moving. Yeah. All right, man. So where are we at here? We got 40 minutes, but we probably burned one or two uh, before we actually started. I've got a lot of stuff here about swinger stuff. All right. Yeah. So, all right. So we're going to start with this poll that I have here. 25% uh, of Americans would be interested in open relationships. Out of these percentages, 32% were men and 19% were women. <laughs> I'm not surprised about that. <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> I, uh, Open relationships, I don't know about that. Uh, okay, yeah, so, all right, so that's that's different from what you're doing, right? Yes. There's a difference between swinging yes. 
and open relationships. So an open relationship, that's something I couldn't do either. That would bring on way too much insecurity for me. Like I could just see myself skyrocketing in jealousy immediately. Yeah. Uh, which is, and I like that you agree with that because you're a swinger. <laughs> see, because part of me thinks like, oh man, like who am I to be so insecure? But you're a swinger and you feel the same way. Yeah, I wouldn't so that's that. not crazy. No. All right. Now what you guys are doing is way more mutual. Are you pretty? You're always together. Yeah. For all these events that you do. Yeah. Um, have you? Since things are starting to open up again, are you guys able to go or still no? We actually haven't been doing much events. What we've been doing more of is uh, renting out a dungeon, and we go okay. with uh, other couples, and we hook up there. How do you do that? Is that all like is there like a fet life for Airbnb? Um, there, there's a the dungeon we found in Oakland. Um, okay, and that you just go to sacredmuse.com or dot org something like that and okay. rent it out. It's like sixty bucks an hour. Was does it come with like what like the table, yeah, some straps, and toys and shit? It is stocked out. Uh, Stock, uh, dungeon. Uh, it's got okay. everything from the outfits, the restraints, the toys, everything. That's cool. Everything. So it's like it's almost like you're getting like a hotel room. Oh yeah, but better. Yeah, and then is this like an hourly thing or yeah, like okay you get it for the hour? You just have to uh, request in advance, um, yeah. and that's where we've been going now, hooking up with couples and a few select singles there. Mainly. That's cool. Okay, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, that sounds really <laughs> fun. Imagine being the guy's got to clean up after every shift. Oh, though. dude, there's a maid that comes in yeah. and she does it, and but she's all dressed up in fetish outfit as well. And I wonder <laughs> they must. I'd hope that they pay her pretty oh, well. Oh yeah, they do. You, yeah. you got to pay an extra thirty bucks if you want if you don't want to clean it yourself oh yeah okay. they have a whole list that you have to do to clean sanitize everything that would be i'm sure most of the listeners was concerned would have been sanitation <laughs> oh, of course very, the whole place smells like like sanitation cleaner when you step in like, i'm not mad at it if it was <laughs> for what's going on in there i wouldn't oh, yeah. be mad at smelling oh, yeah. fucking clorox when i walk in the building they have some there's some some medical special uh disinfectant they use that's popular in the hospitals uh, mm. don't even know the name but that's what it smells like yeah fucking spermicide and bleach like, <laughs> fuck dude uh that's i mean hey that's fucking cool that's fucking cool so how much is it typically to like rent a dungeon we usually go for the hour it's about 60 bucks and then the 30 bucks to uh uh for cleaning it and depending on who we go with if it's just me and my wife we take it but is it by head or is it just like a uh, flat, just fee? flat fee that's interesting so <laughs> it's like, up to four people or if not, oh, okay it more up to four people it's only you only pay that for the hour if you have more than four I forgot how much more it goes up. That's where I was going to go with next was like, can like, is it sizable enough to like throw your own orgies in? Oh, yes. Because I'm sure yes. there's a lot of that going on still. It's very sizable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I don't, I don't remember if you remember this, but last time you were on, uh, you had sent us like a list, like a catalog of places that me and Mike could have gone. Yes. And one of the places ended up in the news the very next week. Really? Yeah. So it got busted, it got raided. <laughs> And there was, amongst the things, there was an emu, uh, you know, like a like a fake ostrich, an emu, uh, a super chicken. There was an emu, there was little people, and there was a cum fountain. Oh, that's badass. That is pretty badass, actually. <laughs> the thought of a cum fountain, the, okay, the cum DNA working its way, there. it's all thick and viscous <laughs> as it's coming through the pipeline. That's kind of gross. But the idea of just like, hey, when you got to come, run over the fountain and throw it and make that's your wish. Fun. You know what I'm saying? It's oh, fucking crazy. Oh, it's going to be all like, it's like this guy's like this like weird yellowish tinge to it. It looks like a bunch of fucking melted gummy bears. Wow. Oh, man. It looks like somebody melted the white Power Ranger. Just yeah. all of his plastic suit is. Okay, well, I've never seen the fountain myself, but wow. Have you... So, okay, what's with the, uh, have you ever been to a party with any of, like, has there been, like, 
anything crazy that's happened besides the um, fact that everybody's fucking pounding each other out. Craziest thing I saw because we're people t- putting needles in themselves, like hooks and stuff. Oh, okay, for chem sex. Oh, for no, just like uh, oh, like I, I've seen like people put saline in themselves. That's crazy. I guess that, that that's I've interesting. Seen. Yeah, men uh, fill their sacks with with saline. Why? Because isn't saline something that isn't saline like a nutritional thing? Like they put it in you when you're like. Oh, when you're when you have alcohol poisoning, you yeah, get like saline. It's something medical. They just they literally put set up two IV needles on their scrotum and then fill it up so it it fills up like a water balloon. Huh. That's crazy. That's that's fucking strange. Because uh, when I was thinking needles, I was thinking like I have heard of like chem sex, where people are doing these like two or three day events, where everybody shows up for the orgy. But then everybody's like shooting up meth and taking oh, ecstasy yeah. the whole time. Yes, uh, uh, there's a lot of speed in the scene. That's yeah. why you got to be careful. And, and But you can usually tell by the yeah. people that are going. But and, that's big. And then there's people that won't leave. They'll go for the whole three-day event, dude. Yeah, they're on drugs. They definitely ain't stopping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you just got a fucking... He's got a backpack full of Gatorade, Cliff Bars, and some fucking some crystal meth and just fucking pound out. Yeah, there's definitely parties like that. What a... Uh, Okay, so like they had uh, anything else interesting that you've seen? Like they had like li- I, I don't I almost feel like it's fucked up that they even put little people in the article. Because if we're not supposed to joke about the fact that there was little people there, why did they point out the fact that little people were there? You didn't point out the fact what race anybody there was. <laughs> why do we gotta know about their fucking other disabilities? Was there retarded people there? No. I know a woman that if you show her a picture of little people, she'd bust out laughing. She can't help herself. She'd just bust out laughing. So I love sending her photos of that. I love it. I love it. I, I, had, a, I had a personal vendetta against little people for really? like a year or two. Yeah, because because uh, delivering pizzas, right? So there's this complex here in the city where for some reason for a while, it was like a little Keebler village of little people living in this one apartment complex. What? Yeah, dude. I mean, we're talking fucking troll house cookies all day. <laughs> Every apartment had midgets. Every single one of them. And they loved fucking pizza. And I like <laughs> and like they would do this shit where I mean, like I was always stoned and like I would like they'd answer the door and you get nervous, right? Because what happens is they're looking at you. Uh, I looked up over you cuz they're always looking up. But they're looking at you already mad at you. Because they're ready for you to react poorly to the fact that they exist. And it just upsets the shit out of me. Because it's like, I wasn't going to make fun of you. I wasn't going to laugh in your face. We could have had this be a normal transaction. (laughs) But the fact that you're putting this extra pressure on me, now I'm nervous. (laughs) I remember this one time this little bitch was looking at me and like just ready for me to say something. She had like three large pizzas. And I was hella nervous, and I was like, all right, I got your large pepperoni and your large ham and pineapple. <laughs> Here's your large soda. I just kept emphasizing large on everything, oh, wow. and, I, and I wasn't even doing it to insult her. It's because, like, she was kind of putting me on the spot, and I was just like, that's what she got. It was large pizzas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I didn't have to fucking say any of that. I could have just said, "Here's your food." <laughs> <laughs> She'd leave a little too. Yeah, but uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. So for a while, like, I was just like, man, I fucking. I hate delivering to little people because they're just gonna fuck with me. They're gonna, they're ready for me to make fun of them so bad that I'm already upset with them for judging me. So now I'm judging them. They're judging me. I don't even want to be part of the transaction. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Never came across little people. My wife and I though, we've we've talked about it. And we're like, well, if it, if it comes up, well, we're down. <laughs> yeah. 
Would uh, would you? I mean, little girls could be hot. Not little. Oh, okay. Little people that are women could be hot. That's <laughs> gonna get fucking that. clipped. I just got that. God damn. Where oh, are we? Forty-eight shit. minutes. All right. <laughs> wow. No, 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 no. All right. No, I mean, I've seen some like hot midget women though, for sure. You know what I'm saying? The right outfit. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's what I tell my wife. In the right outfit. And they, got cra- they got that crazy midget ass, too. You know what I'm saying? They always got like thick dumpers, like low center of gravity. So that'd probably be a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Toss them around. Yeah, but the dudes I can't take seriously. Unless well, they got one that's just hanging dick, dude. Bro, I Tripod. bet there's I bet there's some fucking midgets with some super dicks out probably. there. Probably. Like Vern Troyer, rest in peace, bro. I bet he has some hella dick. All right, I got another one here I want to bring up to you. Let's talk about the Folsom Street Fair. Oh, yes. Uh, now, imagine that you've gone, yes, okay, because I, I know that the way that you got into this was because originally you were really into leather because yeah. you were riding motorcycles. Yep. And that's what kind of sprouted the whole fetishism into where you're at today. Yeah. So the Folsom Street Fair has been referred to as the Leather Pride Parade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how many how many have you attended? I've only been to one. Pride's what I've been to the most. And then okay. from Pride I learned about Folsom and I realized that was definitely more my thing. The leather. When I was a little kid, we drove through the Folsom Street Fair oh, once. What'd you think? Uh it was horrifying. <laughs> I was little. I was little <laughs> and like we're talking about like we're talking maybe nineteen ninety nine. Oh shit. So it was just like older, ugly pudgy white guys and leather thongs and just like the only thing not shown is their dick they got like <laughs> nipple clamps and stuff and i was like yeah six years old just like terrified in the streets just like what is this what is happening like <laughs> and, I, and for a while i thought that was the pride parade <laughs> it wasn't until i was older that i realized that there was this whole other thing going on and uh i've been to pride and I've been to Love Fest back when it was in the city. Yeah, I did that. Back when it was like a parade. Yeah. That was a really good time. But I've never been to the Folsom one. Oh, you got to go. Yeah. This year, I just looked it up last week, too. They said they're not going to have the Folsom Fair, but they're going to have all the vendors out. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Uh, I might check it out post-COVID, maybe 2022, 2023. That'd be cool. I mean, I don't know that I'd go full thong. <laughs> yeah. I might go like leather vest <laughs> and nothing underneath, open leather vest. And like some like leather pants or something like that. There you I, don't, go. I don't know that I'm gonna be like showing cheek or nothing <laughs> like that. But just to be part, you know, just leather to kill. Hey, hey, hell yeah, uh, dude. That's the way to go. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, I imagine it'd be fun. Uh, I uh, I have a Castro Street story actually. Um, so I had a buddy who we won't name on the show to be fair, but when he was 21, I was 18, and he wasn't quite sure yet whether or not he was gonna be a homosexual or not because he was still a virgin and he had a lot of mixed feelings. So me and my buddy Mark decided we were going to take him to Castro Street and just see how he feels. Walk him around, see what happens. So we get there, and the first thing we decide to do is we're like, let's hold hands, me and Mark. (laughs) And the first person to cave is a pussy. So we walked the entire strip holding hands, fingers interlocked. No, not our our other buddy was actually in front. He was leading the charge. We were just no, he was behind us. That was the thing. He was behind us. We were walking in front of him holding hands to give him, like, cover. You know what I'm saying? Just so he was... Make him look straight. Yeah. No, just to... Yeah. <laughs> but just, just to make him feel comfortable. Like, yeah, hey, look, man. Like, this is cool here. Like, be into what you're into. If yeah. you're not into this, you're not. But this is what we're here for. If we're here to see some gay shit, let's do some <laughs> gay shit. 
And like, there was like this big flower heart somebody had made in this intersection on the corner. So me and Mark laid inside the heart together and we got a few photos and our buddy went and got a massage and we went to a gay bar called the Q Bar. Oh, okay. Um, and there was like a nail salon called the Hand Job, <laughs> which was hilarious. And that was the first time I ever got to try a bidet. What's that like? That was awesome. Have you never tried a bidet? No, we have one in my house, and I won't touch it. Why not? <laughs> it's in my mom's room. I, and <laughs> you gotta try it. You gotta try it. Okay, so at first, all right. So I'm reading a magazine because Eminem had done like an interview on some magazine that happened to be in a gay massage parlor. So uh, I'm reading this article of this interview. It was right after he had had his bad heroin overdose, and now he was getting uh, super into drinking Red Bull. So the whole interview, it's about his overdose and his new love for Red Bull, basically. And uh, Mark comes out of the bathroom of the massage parlor grinning. Hugest grin I've ever seen. And I'm just like, what the fuck went on in there? We're not here for your experiments. We're here for our other buddy's experiments. What did you do in there, buddy? He's like, dude, they have a bidet. I was like, what's that? And he's like, you know, the the French thing that shoots the water (laughs) up your ass. And I was like... And you tried it? He's like, yeah, man, you got to go try it. And I was like, I think I've got a poop in me. Yeah, okay, fine. So I went in there, and, like, I remember first thing is the stream was tiny, but it was forceful. You know what I'm saying? It was kind of scary. And it started at, like, the top of my butt crack, and, like, it just kind of, like, it did, like, a line. And I made it all the way to my butthole, and then I jumped damn near off the seat. And then, like, at the end, I was like, this couldn't work. So I took a piece of toilet paper, and I wiped and I checked the toilet paper, clean, clean. clean. <laughs> I was like, damn, this is the way to go. This is the way to go, bro. Now, like, if I get a chance, if I'm at home, I always jump in the shower after. Right, afterwards, so you feel clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, was the water cold or hot? Or warm? Uh, I, uh, in the bidet? Yeah. It was cold. Cold. But okay. most days, you can get, like, temperature now. You can get hot yeah. or cold. yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, dude, like you should try it. There's already one in your house. Just yeah. try it. Get it <laughs> we have one installed. One of those uh, that you can install yourself. Oh, uh, is it like one of the fancy ones? No, it's like okay. plastic. It's, you put it. It's you just. It's a universal one. Oh, is it like an Omigo or whatever? Uh, that's like the one that I always hear on other podcasts and shit like that. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Omigo. <laughs> uh, use promo code Thick One, and it's gonna come up and valid. But type it in enough times, and maybe they'll get a hint. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, dude, you should definitely try that. I think I think you'd like it. Not it's not even a sexual thing. It's just like a, (laughs) it's like a why should I ever use toilet paper ever again kind of thing. Yeah, I've I've thought about getting one for the house, but my roommate he's autistic. He's not. He doesn't want to get anywhere near it. It's (laughs) it's like a gay thing to him. He's just like no, I can't do it. And then uh, and then my other roommate's like seventy. He should fucking use it, but I don't think he wants to learn anything new anyway. So it's just like I can't get one yet, but. My future home. That'll <laughs> definitely have a bidet. Now, so we were talking about the Folsom Street Fair. You've only gone once. Yes. Was there anything like stood out to you experience wise? Leather. Lots of dudes in leather. Lots Dude, of dudes. Of... Is it mostly dudes? Um, no, there's girls there too. But yeah, man, but... it's the guys are the ones really driving the. They're thing. the ones showing yeah, up. They're, yeah, they're yeah. the stars of the show for sure. Probably because there's just way more dude bikers. Yeah, yeah. That's for so. uh, So our last episode was lost in the vault. So things that we've talked about, you know, whoever's hearing us as a returning guest has heard. Everybody else who's new hasn't heard. What is it about the leather? Because you, you, it started for motorcycles. Yes. What is it about the leather though that 
can like translate into the sexual world. Because when I think leather, one, I think like, I guess grip, grip is a word that comes to mind. So, I mean, I guess if I get a hold of you, I'm not getting, my hands aren't slipping. But other than that, like, I think like armor. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So what, so you find the armor part oh, yeah. sexy then? Oh, well, um, the armor I got mainly from the motorcycle riding because, you know, you wear your leathers as armor to protect yes. you. So it went from that to, oh, you know, this looks really good. And then uh, the different types of uh, leather-like material like PVC or what mm-hmm. they call wet look. Um, that's not really leather, but it looks similar, black, shiny. Uh, but it's like not made out of animal or yeah, whatever? Yeah, it's not made out of yeah. animals, more synthetic materials, but those look really good on women especially. Okay. So it, it's, um, yeah, it went from pr- a whole armor protective thing to more like uh, dressing up and yeah. it, it being more like an outfit type thing. Yeah, okay, I get it. I get it because like you were putting on your fucking armor to go ride and you're like, you know what, I fucking look dope in this. And then you see a chick that's hot that's wearing it and you're exactly. like, that's extra fucking hot because she's hot. But I'm also, I like that whole aesthetic. And then it just evolves. Yes. And do you think that's how the whole scene evolved then? Because the leather scene seems to be just, in general, huge. Oh, it is. It's been going on since before I was born. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, do you think, like, the whole thing sprouted all from motorcyclists? Or, um, or do you think that there was, like, a different... One of the places that people cite a lot is back in the days, I think maybe the 50s or 60s or 70s. I mean, around there, there was an artist, uh, they called Tom from Finland, okay. and he did a lot of caricature or, or drawings of men very overly masculine men in leather and different types of leather outfits or be officers or police officers or, or other sorts of uh, professions but all in leather and with other men being overly sexual big bulges and just kind of like being gay without being gay really but okay. it was obvious that it was gay and yeah. that's where a lot of the leather uh, in the scene uh, they say came from from his uh, drawings and art of uh, portraying the gay men in that culture that at the time had to be very on the down low because that was yeah. like very not okay. And it was getting shadowed in like or masked with like over masculinity. Yeah. So it was like the toughest dudes yes. were the ones that were Le- wearing leather. That's why they like wearing leather. And they were closetedly, they oh, were dude, being closeted. You ever go time. to a leather bar and you, you walk in and all the guys are like all buff and, and like all crazy, like scary looking. But then when you open their mouths, they're like, hi. Like they have little yeah, soft sensitive voices, and nice. limp wrist. And yeah. it's all a show. They just want to look like a masculine man and, and everything. But in reality, they're very like soft and feminine. It's just, it, they, they want to portray that hypersexual like well, I, image. I can relate to that as a fat guy. Like I can totally relate to that because most people won't try me because I'm big enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, as oh, far yeah. as, like, I wasn't bullied a lot. Nobody's really tried to start fist fights with me. Same. Like, because the, the joke was, like, oh, he'll sit on me. It's like, I fucking will. And I'll fuck you up. Like, <laughs> so, it's like, so, but because of that, I didn't really have to learn how to fight. Yeah. I didn't really get into fights. And I was way more kind to everybody. Yep. Because everybody was going to be nicer to me because they didn't want to fuck with me. Same. And it's like, no part of me wanted to be intimidating. But I get it because it, it does help. So for those people, yeah, it totally gets like you want to look, you want to look scary and tough because in reality you're soft as fuck and you don't want to get fucked with. And they get off on that, on yeah. being looking like that when in reality they want to be taken from behind, like all girly, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the coolest people I know. <laughs> hey, oh, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. And then you were saying, and do you have? Do you, is there another like origin? 
besides that do you think like that's the main one i've heard because yeah. it was back in the day and that's where it got popular from mm-hmm. it, there was already like an underground culture of it and this gentleman started just drawing and putting out an art and making it a little bit more mainstream stuff that yeah. was like down on the down low that's fucking cool I like that. I like that idea of just like fucking. Check out his art, man. His art's yeah. trippy. <laughs> what's his What's his name again? Uh, Tom from Finland. Tom from Finland. Uh, okay. So you type in, and you'll see. It. You'll be like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be look like that YMCA song. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what you'll see. Just dudes with bulges, all dressed up in leather and different yeah. types of leather. Yeah. All right. Well, shit. I'm gonna have to look at his art for sure. Maybe that will be the cover of this episode. Will be one of his art pieces. Oh, you'll find some interesting. With the title stuff. on it, I'll put my face over one of the guys. Uh, okay. Uh, the world's largest orgy recorded so far was in Japan, and it was 500 people. Now there was an, there has been two attempts to break it. There was one, and they tried to do it in Vegas, where they tried to get about a thousand, but only 375 showed up. <laughs> and, yeah. and then some lady tried to do it where she was going to try to get a thousand, but I don't even think it happened. I couldn't find news from after orgy or a gangbang. Orgy. 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 Okay. Gangbang would be rough. 500 versus wow. one. I think you'd probably die Dude. of exhaustion. I'm trying to get my wife in a gangbang. We're trying to go to the power exchange and just see guys line up. and. Yeah. Yeah. Do you now? Do you, you picking them out like steeds like you would like if you're trying to breed yeah, a horse? Yeah, pretty much. It's Well, uh, since they have to use condoms and everything, mainly I just, I kind of like the gatekeeper at this point. What? <laughs> All right. So, I mean, like for her. There's some level of like which guy are you attracted to, uh, but yeah. for you, what is it that you're as long looking for? As they're for? not a dick, they're okay. chill, laid back. Okay, and you're looking for the guy who's not going to bang your wife for the wrong reason. Well, they all want it for the wrong reason. True, <laughs> true. <laughs> maybe the maybe just somebody with a kinder heart. Well, because no, I wouldn't say you're doing this shit for the wrong reason because no. you're a really nice guy. Yeah, no, we we love it. Like uh, most of the guys, like at the power, if we go to the power exchange, you're gonna get a lot of guys that are just trying to get off, and they don't, you know. They don't it's care. just dudes being like this, is where you line up to be in gang Yeah, bangs. dude, you walk around. There's people naked jerking off already. So wow. it's like you gotta. You, you gotta, definitely don't go with that guy. No, no. no. I we, there's like uh, ropes, off, so you can rope off an area, and then I. I'm just, sure, there's ropes all over the place. <laughs> I just you know <laughs> kind of eye them out. Like, all right, they they all come up to you. They all want it and it's then like it's like everybody's trying not to be spider-man all the ropes, dude. <laughs> I just sit there and be like all right yeah if you want you come okay that's interesting and then so is is it like an interview process or is everybody just uh, kind of hanging out in a room and you're collecting each other uh at the power exchange it's more since it's like a club atmosphere people are walking around just staring okay. and if you're a single guy you're just walking around looking for something to happen but okay. since i'm there with my wife because Usually stars of the show when you're there with a woman and everyone surrounds you. Like, okay. That's what you see. My couples and, and people surrounding them. Oh, nice. All right. Yeah, because my, my head went to like almost like prison lineup or like old Roman party where like you've got all the suitors kind of lined up and uh, people are people. The, the regular people are walking amongst the party conversating. And then these people are almost displayed like statues. <laughs> and you would walk up and be like, look at this one. You come join the fuck pile like, remember in high school or junior high people would get in a fight and everyone would surround them yes like, oh, that's what it's like minus the fight <laughs> wow that's gotta be fucking that that would make me probably uncomfortable the first few times it happened yeah i can do that i don't like being watched um yeah. <laughs> i'm not into like that 
I more enjoy watching my wife and and seeing her in action. It's like I have my own personal porn star. So yeah, okay. That's what I I get out of it. That's hot. Yeah, that's hot. I've definitely called more than one girl I've dated my porn star before. That's it's fun to watch them yeah. with someone else. Like, so you don't even you don't participate whatsoever, or sometimes um, you do. Sometimes I do. It just maybe, depends. Maybe you try to go, f- you know, get off first, and that way you can kind of, uh, or you'd want to get off last, last, because you don't want your head to be clear yeah, at the beginning uh, of the gangbang. Yeah. The, yeah. That's well, for the gangbangs, like when it's my wife, I'm there with her, and yes. it's mainly I'm watching her. Like I, whenever we swing with other people, then you know I'll I'll do stuff with the with the other women. I do wonder, like at a 500 person orgy, how many dudes came and then instantly like, oh my god, what the fuck am I doing here? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what oh, have I, I done? Kill me. <laughs> <laughs> and no surprise, it was in Japan though. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, you know, you definitely you wouldn't want to come quick. Well, you know, I used to wonder about that, too, because it's like, well, you know, you don't want to be a two-pump chump, but yes, at the same time, you know. You don't want to be the last guy. That's a little weird. And you could just keep going again over and over. True. So it's fine. You know, you come fast, just get back up on, do it again. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, we're still young. I yeah. can fucking, I usually. Catch I, your breath, get some water. Usually after I come, sometimes, like, if it's like the first time of the night, I can immediately just go right back, go in. Right back in. Dick's still hard. Let's go again. So. I could totally see that. That's for sure. Then you just get to play the game how you want to play it. Yeah, Did that's you ever try cool. those rhino pills? No. Dude. No, Mike Mike slipped me a blue chew once. Blue chew? Did you like that? Uh, I didn't try it yet. Oh, okay. It's still on top of my freezer. I have Cute. concerns. So, okay, here's my concerns. I'm the kind of guy, like, I learned how to jerk off and it became a sport. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, like, uh, you know, I jerk off a lot, quite a bit. I don't think I jerk off more than most dudes are jerking off, but I'm definitely jerking off every day. And I'm do you a, bleed when you do it? No. Then you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, I've, I've heard sex therapists say as long as it's not getting, as long as you're not hurting yourself, yeah. and it's not getting in the way of your lifestyle, that you could jerk off as much as you want, and it's fine. Yeah, uh, that then that, that there's no shame to it. But um, fuck, where was I going with that? Jesus. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the like, blue chew. so the blue chew, because I'm already kind of like hypersexually active, and maybe I have a repressed memory or two of trauma. That also could sway things that direction. I'm I'm concerned about what taking a boner pill would do for me when I have absolutely no issue with my dick getting hard. If anything, it's hard way too often for way too many things. Might have hours of fun. Might have hours of fun. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but then your partner might not be into that at one point. At one point it hurts, right? Like... Or girls just lying uh, about that because they're done. It, it, I think they're just lying because they're done. It only hurts if you, if it hurts. It might be that you need lubrication because yeah. that could work. Yeah, if if they're not being if they're yeah. Well, like you've you've had it where like like maybe you can't come and sex ends up lasting like forty five minutes to like an hour. There was a time. Yeah, and like <laughs> like when I was a virgin for sure, it still happens now, not as much. But like I remember when I was a virgin, the the chick had a uh, we were in her parents' bed, and they had a a clock that digitally projected the time onto the ceiling. And uh, I remember like 45 minutes into it, she'd be like, all right, I'm not doing this anymore. Like it hurts. Yeah, you get raw. Yeah, and like I was just like, okay. So there is like a limit. And for me, if I'm already already hard all the time anyway and I could keep going, then I feel like it would just be a nuisance for me to take it. Like she doesn't want to fuck anymore. Like my dick's still hard. Yeah, you definitely want to make it do it on a time where it's like both of you guys want it, so you can get the most out of it. But yeah, yeah, maybe take it on a vacation or something. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That'd yeah. be a fun thing to take to Disneyland. <laughs> you got your fucking Disneyland with a blue chew in your back pocket, ready for the fight. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah. you're high five and goofy, just knowing what's going on later. Dude, I love those pills. Those uh, the blue rhinos from the gas okay. station. Oh man. Dude, I mean, man. I've always seen them, but yeah. So those are usually a couple of pills, right? Yeah, they come in like two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what is that? It's probably like a caffeine booster and like a something to make you produce more white blood cells. Um, it just like it increases the blood to your to your uh, your dick. Yeah, and then the rest is. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's great though. I love it, man. You 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 come and you're still hard and you're still going. Hey man, I'm fucking. I'm not against that <laughs> at all. All right, so let's see. Uh, I got more stuff here. Ready? Uh, ooh, oh, I wanted to bring up this place. It's called Sanctum, but it's Sanctum. spelled S N C T M. Why do I? It's one of the most expensive sex parties in the world. It's only for like the rich and powerful. In New York? I think it is in New York. It's $75,000 a year Yes. annually. That's the New York one. Yeah, yeah and you're allowed... Oh, cool, so you've heard of this. Yeah. So you're allowed to go for the year to all events after seventy five k, And it looks like if you don't want to pay that, it's eighteen fifty for a single dude or 1500 for a couple. Women are free if you can pass yeah, strict very, guidelines. Yeah, they're very strict on that. Uh, now, when you hear something like this, is this like... Like something that you and the wife would like save up for? Hell no, no, just like one <laughs> well, night that at Sanctum. Place is very um, selective. Like there, you have to look like fucking Brad Pitt if you're gonna be even considered to be allowed. Uh, I was reading in the rules that like, especially for women, because uh, yeah. they're free, that you have to send full body pictures. Yes, they're and you have to wear lingerie. Uh, dudes have to wear a tux. Mm-hmm. You have to wear a tux. I just feel like. For the swingers, like that would be like the caviar of swinging. That is more like celebrity status. That's where a lot of like I've heard celebrities go there and yeah. very powerful, rich people. That's more like them. They have their elite like thing like that. And then you have all sorts of levels in between. Yeah. Yeah. Eighteen fifty for. It's a lot. Yeah. Well, fifteen hundred for a couple. Florida's got a lot of resorts like that. Um, yeah. That's where we want to go. Well, I mean, at the same time, like, if for fifteen hundred dollars, you can rent a dungeon for three days probably straight and throw your own leather edc in it for the cost of going to this exactly thing. and then you make your own super strict rules and guidelines to get in or you know and like not strict as in like all shapes and sizes strict but strict as in like uh disease and um kind of weirdos and kind of like kind of doing like a vibe check at the yeah. door maybe you know, like like when you were saying at the power check, power check at the power exchange, power exchange. Like yes. there's dudes that are just already naked oh, jerking yeah. off. Like oh, yeah. that. That's a crazy person to <laughs> me. Even though he's at where he's at, to me, like still not approaching that person. It is the tenderloin too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, we had a we had one user question. They asked uh, how they make pe- sure people are clean at these events. You are there at your own discretion. They have condoms everywhere, and they mm-hmm. encourage you strongly. You always play safe. But if you choose not to, you're you're making that conscious choice that you're with a stranger, and you know you're both adults. Yeah, that's why they don't allow alcohol, and they have people throughout the whole place like watching, like just watching to make sure nobody's, uh, everyone's being consentful, and no one's yeah. doing something they're not supposed to. Yeah, that would be because uh, there's a lot of like dark corners and stuff. So if somebody were to try something and there's no one watching, you you know. Yeah, I could imagine rape would be probably yeah, really so, fucking so easy. They've got people sitting down in the every corner. That's just, great. Just watching the whole area, making sure everyone's playing like they want to. Yeah, I think I think this person meant um, 
disease-wise, you can't. You know, that's why you always want to use protection. I remember you telling me something about the private parties. The private parties, yes. So the private parties, yeah. There was like an app on your phone or something. Yeah, if you have, like, with me, I have Kaiser. So Kaiser has all your information through their app. And me too. Yeah, so you know, so you once you've had your shots or whatever, or you yeah. get tested for STDs, you and you're gonna go to a party. You just uh, open up your app and show them, look, I was tested on this date, and you know that if they say, okay, well that's soon enough, or or, or no, that's been a month ago, that's not gonna fly or whatever. Nice. But that's how they they can say, okay, well this person we verified that he showed us his stuff and he's you know clean. Yeah, because I feel like if you were to like make a list of like top reasons people would give you to not give go to the sex party number one <laughs> would be like i don't want to catch something yes number two would probably be i don't want to sit in somebody's cum number three is i'm shy yeah if you're shy i would say go to the power exchange because you don't have to do anything in the top floor there's three floors and the top one's only for couples and yeah. you can literally just stand at the top floor watching just watching if yeah. that's your thing if you want to go somewhere clean where you know people don't have diseases private parties are the way because they are more strict about that because it's usually in an airbnb or something like that yeah now we've got a lot of guys in the show that like to fuck that listen to this if let's say a dude wants to go to a power exchange to be a, a potential suitor to jump in on a gangbang. Oh. How do you how do you go about being like a bull or a steed that somebody's going to allow to come in? Like uh, like what are you looking for? The way I would say is either come with a, a woman. If you have a female partner with you, then you can get in anywhere. And yes. if you don't have access to that and it helps to be hung. If you're not hung, then it just helps to have the best attitude and personality okay. about it be humble um if you have a fetish you know work with that if you, like it, if you're not hung or anything but you're into leather or something that can get you in you know with us because we we played with people that aren't hung but mm-hmm. they were into the whole leather thing um are there are there women jumping in to join the gangbangs yes, yes. okay at, uh i've never seen that at the power exchange i've okay. seen that uh at the private parties yeah have you have you had your have you and your wife had women jump in on it as well or is it just usually uh, just dudes just dudes for yeah. the whole gangbang thing that's what we're trying to get going we well because you want to watch your wife yes. uh you're not necessarily interested in watching this other chick get pounded out like specifically uh, you're doing this because you you're you love your wife and you want to watch this happen because you're so fucking into her yeah you know what i'm saying so it's like the the thought of just some other random chick being in the party for it's like yeah it's like it's all right i'd I watch it too but it's cool like, to see sex in person i guess yeah. yeah but it's just nowhere near as interesting yeah, yeah. i want to see my wife with other men and women it's and it's like if you went to go see like pank at the disco in concert live in person and you got to meet brendan yuri and then just like also the drummer from fallout boy was there and you're just like <laughs> That's cool, man. You're yeah. You were in Fall Out Boy. That's dope. But the, you know the, the guy from Panic at the Disco is <laughs> over what I really here. Want to see. <laughs> yeah, you know it's like I'm glad that you're here. Like I guess I met another rock star, but fuck you, man. Like get out of here. Like <laughs> yeah, we want we want to set up a game bang at the Power Exchange for sure. Is that still going on right now? It yes, did, they've did, opened up now recently. Okay. Uh, this past month they just opened up and they've been uh, they've been going strong. Are they going to enforce like vaccines or negative code tests? Because I they, think that's the thing now, right? Yes, they uh, they want you to have, if not vaccinated, have a recent uh, test yeah. that, that you could show. But by law, they're not allowed to make you show them. So it's like, 
Yeah, they have people to, could just lie. Yeah. yeah, you could just say that you're vaccinated and be Luck- like, yeah. Luckily, the from what I've heard, the people, uh, at least in the beginning, since it opened back up after being closed, uh, were very eager to go, and it was all very. It wasn't a lot of weirdos. It was a lot of people just in the scene that were happy that the place was back open. Yeah, a lot of couples, a lot of good quality people. The vaccine card is kind of too big. Have you seen it? Yes. It's it's. They should have made it the size of like a credit card. Yeah. Because if it's something they're expecting us to walk around with all the time, it's too frail and small to be a passport like item. And it's way too big to be a wallet item. Plus with time it'll get it'll get destroyed. Quickly. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah, ink yeah. will just start. You have to like immediately go fucking it. get more <laughs> laminated and get a copy. Cause yeah. yeah, it's so strange. And then uh, we talked about on the show there was like the bar that was selling fake ones for twenty bucks. I was about to say it's not that hard to get those cards. It's really not. <laughs> they just I've have already them stacked at the hospitals, like where they do it. If a nurse, you know, wanted to, she could take a couple. Yeah. Honestly, if a patient wanted to, they could probably just like reach over and get a handful of them. Yep. Uh, okay. So we talked about Sanctum. Let's talk about uh, ooh Chandelis. So I don't know where this place is, but this place is known. It's another high-end sex party mm-hmm. place, but this one's more known for their food. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. <laughs> The menu includes steak tartare, caviar, and a bream and mango ceviche, uh, among other substantial dishes. An evening or brunch, if that's what you're into, at Les Chandeliers is no cheap affair. Entry fees start at three seventy three, and dinner is three twenty three a person. So we're talking about a thousand dollars, pretty much per person. Uh, which is less than the other place than Sanctum. <laughs> yeah, it's a deal. Compared. And you're getting food, you know. But Sanctum, you might fuck a famous person. <laughs> yeah. You know. I think okay. So if I gave you the chance, if I gave you the choice, free admission, not thinking about the price, are you going to Sanctum with the celebrities, or are you going to La Chandelier, which is going to be like a, a fancy, I would imagine French like boutique sex party. That is the. I'd probably go with the free meal. <laughs> the yeah, me celebrities, too. Uh, my wife and I, we're, we're into, we like them thick. We're not in the skinny minis, so. Yeah, me too, buddy. Yeah. Me too. Hell yeah. <laughs> we're definitely chubby chasers. Hell yeah. <laughs> Fuck yes. I feel the hell out of that. <laughs> so that's very free, at least a free meal. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, all right. Well, we only got 10 minutes left. Uh, all right. So uh, we got, I definitely have got a lot of questions still. Uh, so when's the last time you guys were able to actually go to something now things um, are opening up again we've been mainly swinging at the dungeon not you've been renting out the yes, dungeons uh, like every every weekend every long, weekend yeah with okay. the exception of last weekend that we went to the lake instead are we talking like a different couple every weekend yes, or okay different couple or sometimes uh, select single males yeah, yeah and is this you guys meeting like online like through thrinder or something like uh, that friendster uh, i like thrinder never heard of that i i don't it's I like a that, i've heard of it it's like a th- it's like a th- tinder but for like couples that want to do like threesomes and shit oh okay i'll have to check that out we've yeah, been yeah. uh on sls the swinger lifestyle okay we just did that uh for the first time this past month because you have to pay so we're checking that out but okay. normally we go through doubles list uh yeah doubles list which is what craigslist used to be back in the day for the uh the casual encounters now they took that out and now they created somebody created some called doubles list just like craigslist used to be it's fucking awesome yeah that's where we meet all the people that's cool, yeah. And then like there was Backpage for a while too, but then yeah. but then that got shut down too. Yep. Uh, what? Uh, okay, so do you guys 
Do you guys always do it to other couples? Do you do also threesomes? Like, what do you prefer? Everything. Well, we everything like, under um, the sun. Just trying to have a party. Everything, depending on the couple or the single uh, male or female that we find, we've hooked up with single males, females, and and couples. It really is the mood. Sometimes I like my wife likes watching me as much as I like watching her. So that's dope. Yeah. So it, I mean, it's, it's fun, but I'm more into watching her than I am to performing for her. So. <laughs> what what what's that about? Is it? I don't know. I just, you know, ever since I got with my wife, just sex with other women. It's like, <sighs> yeah, it's okay. Like I, I've hooked up with other women, and every other every time, it's it's not a letdown because you know I'm hooking up. It's fun. Everyone's enjoying it, but it's the weirdest thing, and it's never happened to me before. That I it's just not as great. I don't know. Do you find like, I don't know. Okay, so here's my issue, or not even issue, right? So. Uh, a couple of years ago, I hooked up with this girl, and right as we were done, uh, we were sitting in the hallway of her house between her room and the kitchen, because her legs didn't work, quote unquote. Uh, Did you break? Of course. Uh, <laughs> and um, she, we're sitting there talking. She looks over and she goes, "Oh, by the way, I'm polyamorous." <laughs> and I was like, "What does that mean?" And she goes, "That just means that like." You know, uh, I like hooking up with other dudes. Like, I'm not going to be, like, in one relationship, but I'll be yeah. in multiple relationships. And, and like, and she was like, it's like, is that okay with you? And, like, my head went quickly, no. <laughs> like, and it's not that I was judging her, but that I have this weird, maybe traditional, old uh, value of, like, if I'm with this chick, I never want her to be with anybody else. I never want to be with anybody else. And that I can only equate those things with hurting the other person. So do you think maybe there's a little bit of you who feels that when you hook up with another chick, even though you're totally cool with watching your wife hook up with the other dudes? Because um, I feel like if you weren't there watching, maybe there'd be an issue. Uh, oh, yeah, it's no fun and I'm not watching. Like, that's yeah. the whole point. We do it really to because to, we enjoy watching it. Exactly. Yeah. But, yeah. like... Um, Cause my uh, yeah, it has such an issue with the insecurity of the whole thing. Yeah, I don't know about the poly thing because it's uh, a relationship. We never bring other people into the relationship. It's really just about as personal as a handshake that feels really good. That's the way we we sum it up. It's, okay, it, we it's not personal for us at all. It's just okay. a handshake. So we never we don't kiss on the mouth with other people. We don't really get intimate other than just raw banging, like you know, just to see how many times we can get off. You make swinging sound so much more reasonable than most people probably think. It's really just a, f a f no more personal than a handshake. You never want to let other people into your relationship because that just makes things complicated. And your relationship is supposed to be solid, just you and your yeah. partner. And you only do this as a, you know, just for fun when yeah. you want that extra, you know. Well, yeah, that's like that's why the biggest thing is I'd feel like I'd just feel way too insecure about the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? Like if I was like, what if like, like, I, like I can't see myself personally watch like another dude pound out my wife with like a bigger dick and do it better because then i'm going to be thinking about how i'm just not doing a good enough as as good as a job as this guy but but you're the reason the guy's there not only that but you're also the emotional fulfillment yes. for this person which to women means way more than just sex than to where dude's sex is kind of more in front of uh our wants and needs i guess in a relationship you know what i'm saying like when people cheat typically a woman i've heard this phrase women cheat for emo 
dudes cheat for ego in the sense that, <laughs> like that women will cheat because they're not fulfilled emotionally. They feel like they're being ignored. Maybe the guy doesn't care uh, and that they're just, you know, like, so it's easier for them to just disconnect and cheat to go somewhere else where dudes will cheat just because pussy's an option. And uh, if it's available, we'll take, you know, like you'll, you know, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. So it's an option. A lot of dudes with a weaker will will just go for the option. Right. Like there's a lot less involved. I think I think dudes cheat way more impulsively. You know what I'm saying? I think like when your balls are full, you have like a clay, a cloudy tunnel <laughs> vision of coming. You know what I'm saying? Where chicks are a lot more like, no, I'm being treated horribly. And that's why I'm doing this. So, I mean, I guess as long as you're comfortable in the relationship being solid yes and that your partner really does love you and only you yes and trusts you that you could drop the wall of insecurity yes it and, takes a while and enjoy the festivities yeah it wasn't yeah. like till two years uh after getting married that we started even swinging okay because we and were not into that when we met Neither of you were into no, that. Even though I had done, I had done that with past partners. I'd had threesomes and stuff with a lot okay. of g- girlfriends, but I'd ne- like swinging, swinging. We didn't. I didn't get into it until I met my wife, and that was two years into it when we first met. We were both very against it. Yeah. Even though she knew I had done it, we we're like, no, we're not into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It wasn't until two years that we're like, you know, what? that'd be kind of fun, and it really did wonders for our marriage. Like it spiced everything up. Now yeah. we're sex is way more exciting every time. Like it's it's just great. Yeah, is the sex just between the two of you when you're alone is even better now oh, too? Oh yes, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Well, because you get to, you're probably like picturing like a porn scene in your head, and then you Fantasy open your eyes, and, you and that's the same porn star from the scene you were just picturing yeah. in your head. Oh, we have so much videos and photos, so much, so much. So yeah, that's that's my favorite thing to do is just sit there and film. And then I bet she gets to feel an extra level of security because she knows that you're so into her that you're probably jerking off. To the porn of her that you guys made. To the point that now she wants to see me with other women. Where before she was, when I met her, she was so jealous that <laughs> I, she went through my whole phone, my whole Instagram, got rid of every e-girl. If mm. I were to even like some random girl's photo, she would go berserk. Now yeah. it's the opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now she wants me to bang hella women. Like, I mean, shit, you know, most guys <laughs> would be pretty happy about it. But at the same right? time, like... I could see why you wouldn't be like, all right, yay. Yeah, I'm like, over it because I, I just see it as like, okay, well, I know what my wife likes. I, I can get her off like that. Like, you know, every time we do yeah. it, I, we both get off. It's awesome. I can't do that with another woman. Would you do a reverse gangbang? Were you in like five chicks? Oh, no. No? <laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> You're already just like our Persian <laughs> king right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's too much, man. I, I can take care of one woman. Even yeah. if, if I didn't know her and it wasn't my wife, I could, you know, work my best with what experience i've got and i can take her one more than that no yeah <laughs> especially like five drugs, or six man. i'd have to be on drugs <laughs> is there is there a number for gangbang like what do you is it all right so like because you guys are trying to set one up are you going in there going like we want four people or Pretty is much it just one after the other after the other after the other and because no, okay so then this isn't everybody's in the room together but well the power exchange uh is are like people a, fucking at the power exchange yeah, yeah. oh it's okay. it, the whole place is it's like a it's dark atmosphere night uh black lights going on and there's rooms all decked out with like interesting yeah like a dungeon setting they have dungeon furniture and stuff they're all over the place but it's an open area it's a club so you got people walking around watching that's why it's okay for dudes to just be standing yes. around naked jerking yes. off because they're waiting for somebody to let them in I or th- i thought this was way more like a boutique and that 
that you oh, found no. people and that you brought them to the place that you wanted to fuck. Some people I mean, do you could do that yeah, still, yes. Yeah, they're like, hey, meet up at the power exchange and they go. That's cool. That's you got to check it out, man. Even yeah. if it's just for going, like the first time I ever went was after going to the, the bars and I was 21 and with this girl and her friends are like, let's go check it out. I'm like, okay. We just walked in. We were just walking around looking. And yeah, dude, so Tranny's getting fucked and everything. Yeah. It would be interesting uh, even to not participate, just walk around yes. and go see what's yes. going on. Yeah, because that does sound really, that does yeah. sound kind of cool. It's something to, to definitely like experience. Like, whoa, dude! Like, this is what people do. Other, like, whoa, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, is there other types of parties you guys are going to right now, or is that really right now? Mainly, just renting the dungeon and trying to get this one thing going. Yeah, on? because the thing with the parties is it's a lot of naked people, and we're not into nudity. Like, I grew up around nudity, and it was mm. just not sexy to me. And same with my wife, we're more into being dressed in leather or fetish outfits or gear. And so for that, we found it more viable to just rent the dungeon ourselves, meet mm. the right people, and bring them with us. Yeah, that's a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, you guys get to do the dungeon fucking often. Yeah, that's cool. So you guys like know the people at there pretty much. Like they're like, hey, what's yeah, up? This chick owns it. What's uh, up, sexy Jesus? <laughs> good to see you. <laughs> well, it's a private dungeon, you know, so you yeah. got it all to yourself. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. So there's not like a front desk person or nothing. No, it's it's this big old like Victorian house in Oakland, um, a uh -huh. nice area close to Lake Merritt, and they've got two big dungeons on the site. I almost want to just take my girl there just to fucking, just me and her go yeah, to the fucking the dungeon, It's very bro. romantic. You got to yeah. check it out. I mean, we were trying to figure out a trip to do anyway. We were thinking dun we were going thinking Disneyland, but. Dude, you yeah. better go to Laguna del Sol by Sacramento. It's okay. like a, uh, a clothing optional resort, but yeah, it's very romantic. I mean, this, yeah, especially if this is like, a, it's a private thing. There's yes. nobody else at nobody, the fucking You don't dungeon. even see anybody. You so, walk in and you, you already just put in the code, open the door, and no one, you don't see anybody. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Now, how often is the code being changed? Because I would be afraid that somebody from, like, the day before knows the code. No, they wouldn't. Uh, it would be awkward because it's on. It's the the woman who owns the, the properties there in the, oh. in the big uh, the big dungeon in the big house. She has her own apartment at the top floor where you don't see her. So you could rent either dungeon, and she's there. So okay. if somebody were there, she'd be there. Okay, so this you might not have to necessarily make contact with her. Yeah, you don't have her, to see her at all, yeah. But she's kind of, she's, she's got there. things locked down. Yeah, she's there. You, you know. can con you can call her for, for whatever and anything. It's she's Somebody's there on site. You just don't see them. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it's badass. Dude, I might, I might just rent out for an hour just to go take her as on a tour of a dungeon it's romantic dude just you to go see there, what it's like showers are nice got big old walk-in shower tile yeah. and heated tile and shit. it's gonna be like going to a museum that you can choose to fucking that sounds dope dude <laughs> she'd love it <laughs> hey yeah, yeah dude let's see if i can't convince her to go to the dungeon tell her you're taking her somewhere romantic i don't know if i can get her to go to the power exchange but maybe a nice fucking trip After to the, the dungeon she might be interested to see what other people are doing <laughs> hey yeah, yeah you go okay. check out the yeah. uh, well you know let's go see what the, let's go see the steeds yeah you know? <laughs> well hey man I, uh, uh we're gonna have to wrap up here because we hit the hour and a half unfortunately for file size sakes that's why the show is this long otherwise i could talk to you for hours <laughs> uh, i appreciate you, uh, I'm, you I'm glad that we got to do this this was a lot of fun uh i'd like to have you on again yeah 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 next time we'll have a uh, super producer thomas in here as well i guess for the listeners Thomas is out today. He's uh, he's at a baseball game, so that's exciting. Probably, I don't know. You like baseball? I like watching it. I like playing sports more than uh, watching them. Really, I feel the same. I yeah. feel the same. Baseball can be a little. It it's could be a little bit of a drastic. Those are the only sports I like watching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, people. We'll check in uh, next week. Join the Discord. Send us a just send a DM to Thickness in the Shine anywhere. Tatspodcast at gmail dot com. Thickness in the Shine instagram facebook everything like that 
Um, I know you don't want to do any plugs. We we keep you on the DL. You, you this is like gangland. <laughs> we, we got the black silhouette over you. The voices altered like <laughs> just say hello to my wife out there i know she's listening yeah, yeah. my wife and vanessa are out there hey <laughs> yeah yeah i love it i love it all right thanks folks